You're listening to Mission Lab. Mission Lab. From our living new man, Rain. Here's our parents, Sean and Camille Brace. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Mission Lab. I'm excited today because I have a friend. I, I would call Kevin a friend. We don't know each other real well, Kevin. But um, in fact, I probably know you about the least I've known most guests that I have on my show. So that's an honor. I, this is going to be a real exploratory conversation because I, I hardly know you. With all that being said, welcome to Kevin Wilson. You may know him as what? The chai guy? Is that kind of? Yeah. All right. Yeah, that, that works. I think a lot of people have been telling me that that's kind of how, they, how they've known me. So <laughs> I, I, I'll take it, man. I'll take it. Yeah. So Kevin, Kevin Wilson, you are coming to us from California, right? That's where you are? Correct. Yeah, I am from California. Currently live in uh, San Diego, specifically. Oh man, I hear good things about San Diego. I've never been to San Diego, but it probably feels good right now, right? It feels amazing. And I've <laughs> I've not been to Maine. Is that where you're from, Sean? That's, that's where that's where I am. Yeah. Oh man. We'll okay, have to yeah. remedy both of those things, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So so uh, so Kevin, you're a pastor out in um, out in San Diego, uh, Seventh Day Adventist pastor, youth youth ministry. Is that is that where you're in or? Yeah. So the official job title that I have is uh, associate pastor. And what that means is that I do everything that my senior pastor does not want me to do or want to do. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but what, but that include, what that includes is uh, youth and young adults. So I try to take care of uh, all the needs of people from high school <clears throat> all the way up to uh, young professionals. So that's kind of my uh, area. Yeah, and I'm also with with the, with the onset of the pandemic. I I've been also the online pastor for them, okay. so I'm also taking care of the live streaming and all that stuff. So, ah. but in addition to that, I'm also teaching at uh, uh, an elementary school. That, oh, okay. Right, cl- uh, that's close to our church. Actually, the church actually funds the elementary school, and uh, so we so I teach Bible and leadership to seventh okay. and eighth graders, middle schoolers, and so it's been it's, it's a lot nice. of different hats. <laughs> nice, nice. So I think I don't know. I'm trying to think back. I think I remember first coming across maybe your blog, maybe I don't know five or six years ago. Um, you so so you and I, I believe, went to the same seminary. Did you go to Andrews University Seminary? I believe, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah. So when did you graduate from there, Kevin? 2017. Okay. Whoa. So you're like really recent. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's like a full 10 years after me. So I'm feeling really old right now. Um, <laughs> I kind of catch wind of all these people that were there at Andrews University after I was, and I lose track of who was there when. But um, so, yeah. So tell me, tell us a little bit more about your background. I know you do not hail originally from the United States, right? That's correct. So I uh, was born in Sri Lanka and uh, 1990s baby. And uh, yeah, I lived there till I was about 12 years old. And my parents found employment in the Middle East in a country called Oman. And so as a family, we immigrated to, to Oman when I was 12 and my sister was around 10. And I spent my high school years in, in uh, Oman. And then when I was 18, I came to the States uh, by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family, everybody was still in Sri Lanka. And so when I came to the States, maybe took uh, within within less than a year, I applied to Andrews University to their theology program. And then I started Andrews University. So that's kind of the, the just the spark notes of my, my mm-hmm. origin. So I went through Andrews undergrad, got picked up by <clears throat> Southeastern California Conference, which is a part of the, for those of you who are not Seventh-day Adventists, that just means that it's an entity within uh, the North American division of Seventh-day Adventists. And so uh, they picked me up or they sponsored my way through uh, my MDiv program and uh, with the hopes that I would be working for them. And so that's what happened. So I got picked up right out of seminary 
and I was assigned to uh, Oceanside, and so that's that's mm. where I've been ever since. Mm. So, 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 man, you and I have a lot in common because you did both undergraduate and seminary at Andrews. Correct, dude. So did I. Oh, really? Cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, just again, a few years apart. What what year did you graduate from undergrad? Oh man, uh, I think. <laughs> 2014 yeah, okay. yeah. that's when Dude, I so we are like exactly 10 years apart in our graduating from that illustrious university so amazing, amazing pretty cool pretty cool uh so so yeah so just just to fill in the blanks you were raised a christian you you were yeah, raised so, a seventh-day Adventist, or what that's correct <clears throat> that's correct i was raised seventh-day Adventist. my uh excuse me my parents were not my my mom was hindu hmm. and uh so when she was 12 years old she actually decided to become adventist that's a crazy story altogether i don't know if you hmm. have time to get there but oh. she became an adventist when she was 12 these she's the first adventist uh in her family out of a out of a, uh, a family of i think uh 12 at the time though she had like 10, 10 8 or 9 siblings and uh my dad was Catholic, but like very nominal Catholic. Hmm. They both actually enrolled in an Adventist institution in Sri Lanka. They, they were sponsored by missionaries to attend an Adventist institution. And uh, that's where my dad became an Adventist, uh, inspired by my mom's faith. Hmm. And so by the time you know, my sister and I showed up in the picture, we were, we were already being raised in an Adventist home. But it was interesting, you know, you grow up, even though we were Adventists, I remember... Uh, always feeling like i've i had to i would say uh, explain or give an apologetic for for my faith even mm -hmm. within our family because you, you see we had an immediate family they were the only adventists but the extended families were not you know they were hindus they were catholics and there were other people other mm -hmm. with other religions and some people were not even religious uh, per se so i remember growing up always feeling like an other always feeling like I, I had to kind of describe or uh, mm -hmm. explain a little bit more about why I believe what I believe. And that feeling became even more pronounced when we moved to the Middle East, because now we're moving into moving from a Buddhist, predominantly Buddhist Hindu culture mm -hmm. to a Muslim culture. And so mm -hmm. I remember having mm -hmm. a lot of Muslim friends. And yeah, uh, so so yeah, that's kind of like that, that that's that's I would say the my religious upbringing mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. it, was, it was varied but for the most part like i i am thoroughly indebted to my family my, my mom and dad in particular who really in, reinforced this idea of knowing why you believe what you believe and mm -hmm. being able to articulate your faith in in a meaningful way that that resonates with other people mm -hmm. oh, that's really fascinating i wish we could break that all down because that i know you did some so a recent video on on the situation with Robbie Zacharias and that's a whole other story but it sounded like you know that was you know he was really influential on your on your own development which he was for mine as well but again that's a whole other story yeah that's a different um, podcast man yeah man yeah so 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 um this might seem like a random question but before we move on because this will help me frame the rest of my questions for you do you know what Enneagram number you are I am. I'm a three-wing two. Okay. All right. This helps. This helps. Okay. All right. Three-wing two. Very good. Yeah. All right. So uh, tell... I, what, what, about, what about yours? What about yours? I'm curious. <laughs> I'm a four. Okay. Wing five. So, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That explains a lot about me, right? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I haven't... We, I, I keep meaning to do a podcast on the Enneagram, but I, I just haven't. So I, I keep mentioning it and people listening who probably have no clue are like, what are they talking about? But um, anyway, it's helpful. Very helpful. My wife is a three, by the way. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, Great. so yeah. Um, so now let's, let's talk about your uh, TikTok fame, Kevin. Now I, I want to make you understand that I knew you and I appreciated you before <laughs> you went viral on TikTok. Okay. Just so I want to get that out of the way. All right. <laughs> Um, but how, so, so tell me about that. I mean, how, how did that happen? And I mean, maybe you don't even know how it happened because who knows why these things catch on. Right. But, uh, just for those who may not know about that, explain what it is, what, what you're all about on TikTok, and, uh, how that all transpired. Yeah. 
so you know this is there, there have been many podcasts and uh, and and that many interviews that people have had with me which has kind of forced me to really revisit everything <laughs> that's happened in the past so that i can actually give up a fairly coherent answer and so this is my best attempt to as to a bit best attempt as to how it all happened in in the beginning yeah. so i think it was around february of last year 2020 where i i downloaded the app on my phone and the reason i got got it was purely because my youth were on it mm-hmm. and uh, at the time it was all the buzz everybody was talking about it they were sharing videos from from this tiktok app and and i didn't think too much about it except to except to see what what what, what the deal was and you know as a content creator i've been creating content uh, you know shan for for a long time uh, i had this blog and that's probably how you knew me mm-hmm. uh, where i wrote some things about adventism and the intersection between adventism and faith and all these things i've kind of always been someone who is uh, curious about the the latest uh, uh, platforms mm-hmm. through which we can share our message and so mm-hmm. when when during the blogging area i was blogging and so when the tiktok came i was like oh this is interesting this is where the attention is so let me go check it out so i checked it out and i instantly understood as to why this thing was very uh, could be very uh, powerful just because mm-hmm. of the way the whole thing was the app was designed now at the time i was running a youtube channel and inspired by my friend Justin Koo and other people i decided to just put my stuff on youtube and it was actually doing fairly well and so i told myself i'm not going to focus on <clears throat> focus on any other app or a thing except for youtube and your double down on this thing and go deep so that's what i did uh but at the end of february you know i decided to yeah take some stories instagram stories that i've done on my chai making process on instagram mm-hmm. and and make a make a very short 1 minute video and put it on tiktok and just see what happens i have absolutely no expectations whatsoever <laughs> uh, the only reason i wanted to do it was just because again i had some time one day and decided to just do a quick voice over over this video and 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 put it now look back <clears throat> that video was probably one of my worst videos in terms of quality <laughs> like it mm-hmm. it was just very bad and shoddily shot and everything so i put it and a couple of days later i my notifications on my tiktok started to just blow up and mm-hmm. i started and i saw the notifications and this was racking up so many views and likes and and follows yeah and so i decided you know what this is interesting let me do more of this stuff and just see what happens and i started to in my free time just make a quick tiktok video put it up there uh, all basically on on chai mm-hmm. uh, we can get into this even even later as to why chai is important what not but for now i just want to say like i this is a part of my culture like we mm-hmm. grew up drinking tea in sri lanka milk tea when you said chai we're talking about spiced milk tea mm-hmm. and so this is something that's very endemic to to our cultures in south asia sri lanka india pakistan that part of the world mm-hmm. and so I, i i used to make chai a lot especially for for my friends and so all of this uh, my chai interest predates my interest in tiktok uh, or any of this <laughs> content creation whatever whatever you've seen so far so anyhow uh, i i started to just make more chai videos mm-hmm. and within a couple of weeks man i went from like 200 followers to about 20000 and and this was insane to me <laughs> and at the time i didn't think too seriously about tiktok because nobody else was Mm-hmm. because everybody else was like tiktok is just another like app it's just you know everybody's on it it's not a big deal it's only for kids and dancing and mm-hmm. and like all these memes and viral videos and trends and stuff uh but so nobody was like really paying too much too much attention mm-hmm. but i was just like these are actually real people following me like mm-hmm. this is not just bots these are actual people there's 20000 like this is crazy and so i started to just focus uh, do a little bit more videos on youtube but then i quickly i started to just shift my attention to tiktok and i started to put more and more and more just to experiment with different types of content and yeah to make the long story short man you know, that was about less than well less than a year ago exactly a year ago february Mm-hmm. and now there's a community about 155,000 people on TikTok mm-hmm. um which is which is very interesting like interesting and humbling and and mm-hmm. terrifying at the same time it's um yeah it's it's just been a crazy journey man so that's kind of mm-hmm. what's what's happened so my mm-hmm. main content on christian uh, on 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 TikTok is is chai videos but using chai as a 
as a placeholder for meaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mm-hmm. talk about things like family. I talk about things uh, like home and and mm-hmm. my culture. And I also use chai to bring attention and awareness to some of the social things that are going on in the world back also mm-hmm. in my country, but also here in the States. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we can get into that even more, but that's just kind of like the broad, the broad bird's overview. eye view of what's yeah. been happening on TikTok. Yeah, man. So, so yeah, I think I, I, as you said, you have what, 155,000 ish followers. Um, how many, like 3 million likes. I think I just saw, yeah. I don't know how many views, millions yeah, upon millions of views, but that's, <laughs> That's pretty, pretty awesome. But so, so how, how have you, you kind of answered a little bit, but so how, how do you like connect it with the spiritual, with the, with the, the theological, if you will? Yeah. Let me tell you a story real quick. I, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I was on Instagram and I was scrolling through my notifications and I saw this message from in my DMS and this person started off the DM saying, are you an Adventist? <laughs> the question mark, question mark, question mark. Mm-hmm. And I've never, I don't know who this person was. I've never met this person. And uh, I said, yes, I am. I'm an Adventist pastor. And then she responded back, I'm so shocked right now. Hmm. And, and I'm like, <laughs> why? And just, keep, and just kept going. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, let me send you a link. And I want you to listen to this link. And so she, she sends me a, a link to a podcast and she told me, you don't have to listen to the whole episode. It's about 60 minutes long. Just fast forward down to this this time stamp, and then you start listening. And she said, I actually found out about you through this particular episode mm-hmm. on this podcast. And then she said, I'm a former Adventist, mm-hmm. and I learned mm-hmm. about you through this podcast. So I want you to check it out and let me know what you think. So I click on the podcast link, and I, it takes me to a podcast made by two witches <laughs> two witches two witches it's okay. it's, a, it's a podcast on witchcraft and these two i think millennial witches they i mean self-described they identify mm-hmm. as witches and, and and the whole podcast is basically about making witchcraft accessible to uh, people and the, and it's interesting. Like I learned quite a bit about witchcraft. Apparently, there's this there's a section of witchcraft that is very socially conscious, and it's mm-hmm. not necessarily about like casting hexes or uh, mm-hmm. very, or, mm-hmm. or being malevolent to to other people. It's actually these, there's like kind of like a very hippie, very a new agey, <laughs> new you know, take care mm-hmm. of the Mother Earth, Mother Nature type of type of vibe, and so. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to a little bit of it, and you know they were kind of pleasant to listen to, to be honest. You know, <laughs> even though I didn't agree with much of their content, but I listened to it, listened to the timestamp, and then mm-hmm. she, this one person, one of the witches, she said, "You know what? I li- uh, let me talk to you about something that I found really meaningful this past week. Uh, this guy, I, th- I think, his, I think his name is Kevin, and he goes by the name Cross Culture Christian, mm-hmm. and he is making ta- shy videos on TikTok." I just want to let you know, all to all my listeners, like, please go listen to this guy. This is amazing <laughs> stuff. You know, mm-hmm. he teaches me how to be present. He teaches mm-hmm. me how to, uh, you know, his content is just so, so grounding, some mm-hmm. of the words that she used. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. she just goes on for the next couple of minutes to talk about how she was really uh, benefited from this content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm listening to this, <laughs> like, wow, this is crazy. They yeah. told me in seminary that that a witch would endorse a Christian Adventist pastor on her podcast, I, I would not have believed you. Yeah. But, I say that, but I say that story, Sean, to just talk about the type of people who are following me on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They, these are, there's a significant portion of, of my followers who are not Christian, who don't identify as, mm-hmm. as religious, some ex-Christians, some mm-hmm. witches, pagans, and who are into tea and all these things. Mm-hmm. But they still stick around, and and that's kind of what I was I was really surprised by, like mm-hmm. because because in my bio I clearly say my age mm-hmm. and in my and my occupation I say pastor in my bio on my TikTok and on my Instagram I'm, I'm not I don't shy away from those identities, and they still s- stick around, mm-hmm. and and so when that happened, I started to really rethink as to why I'm doing what I'm doing, and um, so. When it comes to the spiritual things, man, 
I, I see TikTok and I see what I do as as creating space for shared experiences through storytelling. Mm-hmm. 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 I believe, you know, in our cultures, when we make chai for somebody, when you make tea for somebody, you know, it's, it's, it's a gift of time and, and attention. You know, it's this disarming way to create space through which people can now share their stories. And I remember people coming into our house in Sri Lanka and we make tea for them. It takes time to make it. And when we make it for them, we just sit and sip tea and we just we talk about our lives and we share our stories and we talk about what's happening in the latest news and things like that. And, and I realized that when I share my stories through Chai, mm-hmm. it somehow gives permission for others to share their stories as well. Mm-hmm. And when this happens, this is a sacred space. Mm-hmm. You create mm-hmm. a sacred space uh, created through through shared experiences. And you know, I'm reminded I'm reminded of the story in, in in Luke, Luke chapter eight. You know, Jesus' interaction with the woman with the with the issue of blood, and mm-hmm. when she was caught by Jesus, Jesus actually asked her to tell the whole truth. Tell the whole truth. Hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking about that instant, right? I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Right? No, it's crazy. <laughs> She's, she, Jesus is asking you to tell the whole truth. Uh, in other words, I want you to share your story. Mm-hmm. Jesus, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume that Jesus already knows the story. Mm. But there are people around. There are Pharisees around. There are religious leaders around. There are the people who are marginalized around this situation because, you know, wherever Jesus goes, there's a crowd. And so I'm, I'm picturing this thing and I'm picturing this woman with tears in her eyes, just bearing her soul, bearing her being and sharing her testimony, her story. Right. And 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 this woman wasn't healed yet. And she's telling her story. And 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 so when she st- shared the story, uh, it actually became this amazing precursor to healing, um, mm. amazing precursor mm. to the the divine work of, of, of Jesus, of God in her mm. life. And so that's kind of what I'm seeing a little bit mm-hmm. on a smaller, in a very, very, very smaller scale on TikTok. Mm. I can't tell you, Sean, as to how many people have reached out to me and through my DMs uh, or through my TikToks just saying, hey, like, I thought I was the only one. Hmm. You know, I thought mm-hmm. I thought like I went through this by myself. Mm-hmm. Man, like I really appreciate you sharing your story. Mm-hmm. And uh, in, so I, yeah, man, I think uh, ministry in a secular age, and we can this can be in a whole different podcast, a whole different mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the things that we need to do as ministers, and you're a pastor, I'm a pastor, is is to to investigate the the role of or the impact of, of sharing uh, stories in a meaningful, powerful way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. as a way to bait and switch, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. as a way to say, hey, my story is better than yours, but to, but to, be, but to be human, but to show mm-hmm. that, hey, you know what? We might believe differently about different things, mm-hmm. and that's okay. I just want you to know that like, you're not alone, and, and there's this shared experiences between us, and I just want you to know that that you are seen and you're heard and your mm-hmm. story is mm-hmm. important. And mm-hmm. I think that's super important right now in a secular mm-hmm. age where there's so mm-hmm. much, uh, uh, there's just an allergic reaction to things like institutionalized religion and mm-hmm. Christianity, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, especially right now in, in the West in America where uh, Christianity mm-hmm. is being co-opted by, by uh, different ideologies and politics and things like that. I think more mm-hmm. than ever, people and special ministers need to double down on listening and sharing stories in a, in a human, in a vulnerable way mm-hmm. to people so that, so that people will know, hey, you know, these guys are human before they are mm-hmm. Christian. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. so. I like what you're saying, brother, and it so resonates with me. That's, that's exactly my jam. Um, story is such a huge part of of my my ministry our church um and i love you know my sense kevin is that you have you are sold out to the gospel you love the gospel you are sold out to the beautiful theological paradigm that we and i you and i have been blessed to know you also want and i would say because of that you also want to engage the culture on its terms right Right. So, and I wrestle with this. How, 
how how do you navigate that tension where you're like i have this story that i really is important to me on the one hand i don't want to do like this bait and switch thing right and so so there might be a temptation on tiktok to like just try to appeal to the lowest common denominator and not like but then you know the other uh, the other temptation might be to like, okay, now I'm going to go full on like gospel on these people. So how, how have you figured, how, how have you navigated that? Cause I struggle with that myself just in my own, you know, like life on life stuff here in our, our area. Yeah. Wow. That's a great question, Sean. <laughs> I mean, through your curveball. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's a great question. And I'm even, I'm glad that you even th- you're talking about it. We're thinking about this. Excuse me. Um, to be honest with you, Sean, like this is something that I struggle with every day mm-hmm, mm-hmm. online. Like, I don't think I've come to a place where I'm like, Hey, this is it. This is when, you know, you need to say this, this is when, you know, you need to see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this may sound like a cop out to a lot of people who are listening, but in, in the last couple of months, it's kind of been a, a lifeline to me and it's the work of the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if we really believe that that G, for God so loved the world mm-hmm. that He gave His only begotten Son, and whosoever believes in Him shall not perish and have everlasting life, and that God does not just love those who just believe in Him, you see, mm-hmm. you see the difference. It's God so loved mm-hmm. the world, which means that you know that the Holy Spirit's right now working in the hearts and minds of people, bringing them closer to God, and so regardless of who they are and what they are. And so whenever I'm whenever I'm scripting videos, whenever I'm thinking about what to say, like I, I try as much as possible to to really just surrender, man. Like just to say, hey, mm-hmm. I don't like I have this idea, Lord. Like I have these this script and there's this message in this point, but I just want you to know is this is is this okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, is this mm-hmm. okay to say this at this point? And so uh, so that's something that I've had to really rely on moving forward. Mm-hmm. And, you know, initially, initially when this, my TikTok was blowing up, my biggest priority was how can I keep this going? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so how can I just add more to this? And so I produced a ton, a ton of content, a lot of content. And I just kept doubling down and I got the subscribers I did. And I don't think I like I sold my soul to actually mm-hmm. get this thing done. Like I still mm-hmm. like. I was I, I at least from my my mind it feels like I'm I was still very um, consistent with who I am and stuff, but mm-hmm. I but I did feel like I was producing at the cost of my intimacy with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I was I mm-hmm. felt like I was producing at the cost of my my apprenticeship with Jesus, mm-hmm. um, using that language there, and so that's why it took like a month long social media break, you know, in January. Mm-hmm. So now, Sean, I'm. How do I? How do I do? What to say? When to say? And <laughs> all that stuff. I, first of all, it's just, just relying on the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And when I've done this, I've realized that a change has happened. There are times where I am a lot more general and more inclusive with my with my language, mm-hmm. um, to appeal to a broader audience. Uh, but I'm also, I've also noticed that there there are sometimes where I say specific things i use specific words to describe my 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 sentiments like uh, there was this one video i made some eggnog chai and i talked about my experience being a tamil christian you know being a tamil christian in sri mm-hmm. lanka mm-hmm. so that's pretty specific stuff you know mm-hmm. like again i know that a lot of everybody was listening to it and and so i think uh, there are times where i feel like i need to be more specific there are times where i where i need to be a little bit more general and uh but the, and I can't tell you when those times are, mm-hmm. but from a content creation kind of standpoint, uh, this is kind of how I've kind of made sense for me. Uh, I see my TikTok as kind of like think of like a house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see my TikTok as kind of a, the living room space of the house. This is where people come in and just mm-hmm. hang out and chat, mm-hmm. and then I'll give them some tea and we'll talk about stuff. This is everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see my Instagram more as a kitchen. 
where ah, okay. the people who now want a little ask a little more questions you know they can come to the kitchen and maybe have a conversation with me in the kitchen there are other people mm-hmm. in the kitchen hanging out and stuff and they can ask me hey what are those ingredients you know mm-hmm. um what are those things that you're using and stuff like that and so my instagram so tiktok has kind of been an attention funnel and i'm using social media stuff here mm-hmm. to now get some people over to instagram and the uh, and these are different audiences mm-hmm. but now my youtube which i'm now firing up is more of a study it's my study where i mm-hmm. bring people mm-hmm. to show the homework like mm-hmm. like this like mm-hmm. this is why i do what i do if you mm-hmm. want to be interested like you can come and see so i think that kind of framework mm-hmm. has helped okay. me help me uh, be a little bit more intentional about the things that i say on mm-hmm. the different mm-hmm. platforms mm-hmm. and so so the idea is that when people come into my house my living room my study and uh my kitchen and my email list is the balcony where i'm having a one-on-one conversation with my friend mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. all of this together is i'm hoping that they would get an idea of like who i am and what i believe not mm-hmm. for the sake of um uh, loving me and this is where the mm-hmm. christian content mm-hmm. creative side mm-hmm. comes in it's for mm-hmm. the sake of showing the person behind all of this stuff mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. god behind the content mm-hmm. and so those yeah. are the things that's kind of giving me some semblance of uh, that's good that's really good i really like that i really like that i um so so i i figured though like some of the fee- i mean first of all how many dms do you get a day like how <laughs> <laughs> it depends it depends on the time man i mean there there were times where you get like 30 40 50 sometimes uh well, yeah. but to, i was not 50 maybe it Maybe twenty to thirty is the most okay. I've gotten a day, okay. but uh, but there are some days that I don't get anything, which is this is crazy. To me. I was like, wait, what's going on? Uh, <laughs> uh, but so it just ranges between like ten yeah. to thirty a day. Yeah. So I think I keep my notifications off for that very reason. Yeah, man. But I'd imagine you're like getting the full range. Like I don't know, some people are like, well, I like you, but you have this Christian stuff. Like, like don't be talking about that or. Do you have much of that? Or on the other hand, do you have like more, well, I don't know if there's any such thing as a traditional Christian on TikTok, but um, <laughs> like, hey, dude, like, why are you selling out to popular culture? Like, you should just be bringing the gospel with this large audience you have. Like, do you have the range of feedback like that? Yeah, I do that. I, I get that on TikTok quite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. TikTok, the TikTok comment section is like Gen Z Twitter. <laughs> so it's like the worst place to be sometimes and, ah. and, and these people are just like just being so raw with stuff and like and that's oh, the downside man. and that's the downside of going viral too a couple of my videos went viral yeah and man the comments sometimes you just have to take a break from reading the comments yeah and it's really it's it, can, it, it gets it gets to you mm-hmm. yeah so i have had people saying uh you know pe- yeah, this guy is a clown for just believing that Jesus is real and God is real. And you have like so mm-hmm. many people like endorsing that comment. They like upload mm-hmm. that comment and stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's going to be always people who, who say stuff like that. And in my Instagram DMs, I don't have uh, many of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like sometimes I want to say these are trolls, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, maybe mm-hmm. and some and we can talk we can talk have, have another episode on like how to deal with these things. Yeah, man. But. Uh, but on DMs, it's, I mean, Instagram DMs is a little interesting situation. I have people saying, hey, I'm a Christian. I used to be a Christian. I'm not a Christian anymore. But like, can you help me understand this thing? You know, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I have those mm-hmm. type of conversations. Mm-hmm. I have some atheists coming and asking me like straight up questions about atheism and things like that on my DMs because they, f- they maybe they felt like they can like talk to this guy. Um, mm-hmm. So I've had those interesting conversations. Um, mm-hmm. And most more often, the people who stay on Instagram are the people who they just uh they're 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 there for more than just chai and so Mm -hmm. i try when i'm making content i try to just focus on those people Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i am Mm -hmm. i'm thinking about that story moses and god and moses in in in, uh, the burning bush moses god asks moses hey what's in your hand during a time where moses is petrified he doesn't want to go back to egypt he doesn't want to go back to his people and do all these things and he's so frustrated and saying what's in your hand this stuff and then we know the rest of the story. Stuff mm-hmm. becomes snake and all that stuff. And so for me, I've really taken that story, and I've contextualized it for my social media use. And and that that one month that I took off social media, one of the things that God was telling me was, "Hey, what is in your hand?" Mm-hmm. Meaning, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who are the people that I've given you right now? 
ஒன்னும் Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. as a christian as a as a follower of jesus if you really believe that god is love and that god has created us then that means that god has created us with the capacity to love and a capacity to receive love which means mm-hmm. that everything that we do has to be done for the purpose of of love of, mm-hmm. of bridging that gap or reducing the gap between jesus and god and and somebody else and make enemies out of make friends out of enemies minister of reconciliation paul talks mm-hmm. about it and so that really informs Oh I at least I try to hold on to that whenever mm-hmm. I'm trying to create content online. Mhm mhm. So as I'm listening to you and and part of the reason why I asked what your enneagram number was um is because as a 4 me as a 4 I have a hard time keeping up with something that may feel like it's requiring of me anything other than my authentic self. Mhm. um so and and plus as anyway and you're creative as well of course but like originality and creativity is so incredibly important and i hate doing stuff out of obligation i hate feeling like i have to keep hustling right so like some people had said to me recently like oh why don't you get on tiktok you know lots of lots of pastors are going viral and i was like well on the one hand i'd like to do that but then I would not stick with it man. I would be like like feeling like you have to constantly create um not that I would have any sense of uh success like you have. I mean, I don't have the nice curly hair like you do, long curly hair. Um oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being facetious. Cool. You have a lot more going than just that. But how, so how do you like I think maybe you alluded to it. You kind of had to take a step back. How do you feel like you avo- how do you avoid the hustle of like feeling like you're always having to create? How do you not get bored with talking about chai all the time? Um and trying like for me trying to no this no no criticism of you but like there's probably no topic besides Jesus that I could just like create content about week in and week out, week in and week out. So how do you keep it fresh? How do you I'm asking a lot here, but how do you, how do you how do you balance all that? Yeah, this is a great question, Sean. And um let me I think you asked a couple of different questions and let me address the first <laughs> There's one. There's a lot in there. Yeah. So the first one I think you answer asked is how do you how do you resist the urge to to not be paralyzed because you know you're you're supposed to be creating every day and things mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. And how you feel up do you feel obligated to create? Mm-hmm. I did at the beginning for sure. <clears throat> I did and I went viral and I kind of documented that whole process on my on my weekly newsletter Monday Masala for everybody who wants to watch mm-hmm. or read and stuff you know shout out plug shameless plug <laughs> um, go for it but I came to a point when I went viral I came to a point where I just realized I I talked to my wife about this and I said man this is too much like I don't know mm-hmm. if I can keep doing this this is crazy mm-hmm. and I started mm-hmm. to really think about like I was getting overwhelmed really. I was getting overwhelmed mm-hmm. with the attention, the overwhelmed with all of the all of the stuff that's going on. I was like, wait, what mm-hmm. is going on? I remember talking to friends. I remember talking to uh, mentors as to what I should be doing at this point, you know. And I got, I kind of got this overwhelming sense at during that time and this was before before January. This was somewhere uh, in uh, October or September of last year or something. Where I really felt that God was doing something here. Mhm. just didn't know what but i could really felt like god was doing something and i also kind of felt like this nice synergy between uh my passion and someone's need mm-hmm. so i kind of felt a certain synergy between those two things and i felt like i had things to share and i actually like sharing these things and there's also a need for that and so it just kind of became like this hand in glove fit and so i kept doing that uh now it's a different story now i'm come, i've come to a point where i'm i'm re, i, I I'm re, i've been reevaluating all the all my content creation all the things that i do because a it takes a lot of time 
mm-hmm. and that's time that you can dedicate to some other things every time mm-hmm. you make a co- make a piece of content that's time that you could have dedicated to something else you've said no to mm-hmm. uh, a different thing and so i've been asking this question is this yes worth it you know it should mm-hmm. i keep going i actually did a time audit just to give you an idea sean a time mm-hmm. audit uh, of my entire creation process for one tiktok I, I didn't do that i haven't done this i've never done it actually and i saw from the time i set up my video stuff to uh to the cooking thing to making chai thing to the hitting upload it the last tiktok that i did on my rose chai video it took me three hours to wow. make a 60 second video <laughs> from beginning to end okay yeah, yeah yeah so i'm asking myself like is this worth it and so for me at this point i say yes and here's why mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this is probably can answer your question I think when you when you're able to just articulate like why you're doing what you're doing and you're able to uh, have, be as specific as possible as to what why you're doing this, um, then it becomes easy to actually create and to mm-hmm. see yourself as not just a creator. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually don't like that term creative so whatnot. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like it just means yeah, like yeah. somebody else is not creative. Whatever we can go there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but. I now see myself as a professional. Like I'm actually mm-hmm. showing up to work. This is work mm-hmm. for me. This is ministry to me. Mm-hmm. And for me, I see my TikTok as kind of like a portfolio of a different way of doing ministry. Like mm-hmm. I want to be able to show people like maybe a few years down the line, hey, you know what? This this is a viable way to actually do ministry, but also not do ministry, but also actually generate a reasonable income. And it's mm-hmm. actually because like I'm working with band partnerships and things like that. It's actually helping me to do more stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I want to be able to have a, an evidence kind of portfolio, uh, an archive of sorts to show theology students in the future or ministry mm-hmm. leaders or pastors in the future and say, hey, there is a way you can do ministry that can scale well, but also allow you to do ministry from your deeper self from mm-hmm. the story that god has given you mm-hmm. and because mm-hmm. a lot of the kids have been asking me i don't have your hair and i don't have your chai <laughs> interest what do i do and here's the thing about what i've been doing the chai is just a placeholder it really mm-hmm. is and i'm i mean i love it i'm passionate about it mm-hmm. but i'm using that as a placeholder to share your stories Mm-hmm. Every single minister, every single pastor, if they want to get into this, like you have your stories that you can share, and 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 share in a way that 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 makes a difference, and 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 share in a way that's meaningful to somebody else, and sharing mm-hmm. in a way that's disarming. And so, so I I see this as kind of that uh, a ministry portfolio or an archive of thoughts, an archive of learning, an archive of stories that I want to keep in mind. So when you have an, a why, a clear why, it helps mm-hmm. you with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Now I forget your next question. <laughs> well, just how do you keep it? Like for me, as I said, I've, I, I, I hate repetition. Right. Like okay. if I've said something once, I feel like you've already heard it. I don't want to tell, tell you it again. So if like I've talked about chai once, I don't want to talk about chai again. That's just me. Like I need to be original, fresh. Like how do you keep the passion going? How do I keep the passion going? Hmm. Uh, first of all, understand that like the passion won't always be there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think as as uh, I've had to normalize uh, feeling uninspired. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. The mis- the common misconception is that you have to create whenever you feel like this sudden mm-hmm. burst of inspiration. Yeah. No. Um, so what I've done is I've I've kind of created I'm in the process actually of doing this even more fine fine tuning it uh, to create a system uh, a content creation system that allows me to uh, have a kind of a, a database of ideas from the things that I read from the articles mm-hmm. that I process from the things that I listen to uh, I have a system where I'm like working on this daily so that. Uh, if I if ever I run out of ideas, I can like look at the database and be like, oh, look at mm-hmm. that, that's an idea that I can mm-hmm. actually yeah, that's good. share. So I think creating a system, mm-hmm. uh, a knowledge management system mm-hmm. is very, very crucial because otherwise what's going to happen is people are going to be waiting for like an amazing idea to mm-hmm. like start to put stuff, stuff. And that can get exhausting a lot. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, so I think another way to create original content is to think about... Uh, 
connect uh, what was the word or another way to think about originality is to think about synthesis so mm. so what do i mean by that uh, the common misconception is that you have in order for you to make like a, a novel idea a novel thought like you have to come up with some really groundbreaking theory or idea or philosophy that like nobody has come up with but that's mm. not that but that's not true and and, yeah. and and we know that like every single theory or every single philosophy everything is has to has to stand on in the shoulders of like previous ideas and previous theories mm-hmm. but what's considered original especially today in our information economy a like, quote unquote original are ideas that have that have multiple different connections so mm-hmm. if you can talk about jesus for example uh, that connects with our current attention economy and then you can maybe have a thing that connects to a quote by um, i don't know uh, mother teresa and then mm-hmm. you maybe connect that to a small little story from your life you see mm-hmm. now you have a little mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. nice kind of packaged an idea mm-hmm. but it's not packaged in a very linear way and it's mm-hmm. not like yeah this do this because you know jesus jesus is your only solution to the life and that may mm-hmm. be true but when you have different ideas and you pr- present it in a way then mm-hmm. uh, the creation process itself can be very stimulating Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. and that's kind that's of what's good. happened to me yeah. yeah so i actually now i've enjoyed the process mm-hmm. uh, uh, more than just like than even creating the product because by the mm-hmm. time i come to the product i'm like ah oh, this is very nice but i've been enjoying the process because it allows me to like connect different ideas mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we can talk a little bit later about like what the practi- how this practically looks like mm-hmm. um, i have like different softwares and tools that i used to do this but uh, but mm-hmm. the, the biggest principle is to create uh, a content creation system a personal knowledge management system that kind of almost works as a second brain where mm-hmm. you can go and and collect uh, uh, mm-hmm. nice ideas or connected ideas that you can mm-hmm. present that's good that's good so so um so i i probably need we need to wind down here shortly but um what i did want to ask you about because one of my main passions and part of this whole podcast focuses on kind of more like life on life incarnational you know, like in person, you know, discipleship mission. Um, so how for number one, how, how does, does, does your, your social media, you know, ministry, does it detract from that in your life? How do you see it complementing it? Um, and then just secondly, how does this all relate to your day job? And (laughs) do you have like superiors who are like, Kevin, you're you're focusing too much on TikTok, you know, the kids at your church need you type stuff, you know, those, so that's, yeah. that's kind of connected, but a little different nuances to the question. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'll try to make this brief. I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk about how this, how social media can, can actually conflict with, you know, incarnational ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, the challenge, I think, at least for me, of being a fairly successful Christian content creator is to resist the urge of making an idol out of productivity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like, ever since I blew up on TikTok, you know, I think in many ways I've, I've traded the gospel of Jesus for the gospel of self-optimization. Mm. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so I'm always... I, 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 I've realized that like there, there are many more times than, than one where I'm like, man, how can I improve these things? The mm-hmm. lie that and, and and how can I actually optimize this? How can I make this more efficient? And the lie mm-hmm. that I've, I've 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 kind of re- believed and internalized is that good things will come when I improve myself and my work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that may be true. However, when it comes at the expense of forgetting that there, that all the things that you do all the success and your gifts and all the things that you do is is a gift from god Mm -hmm. and not necessarily a way to prove your worth and value to god Mm -hmm. uh, then that becomes problematic it becomes an Mm -hmm. idol and mm-hmm. so I've, I've realized mm-hmm. that and and i've been taking an audit like a couple of days ago actually <laughs> realized this uh, it's been a recent realization I, I took an audit of my of the things that i listen to and the people that i listen to mm-hmm. almost like 70 to 80 percent of the things that i listen to are all geared towards like how to make my workflow more efficient or how, to, how can i be <laughs> a little bit more of a better creator a content creator mm-hmm. and i've been following people who have just been killing it on the social media game mm-hmm. and 
I honestly cannot remember. Well, it's been months, I would say, but I remember reading something about the contemplative life mm-hmm. or slowing mm-hmm. down, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so yeah, I think that's one way in which creating online content as a Christian can can really mess up your uh, uh, your your can really affect your your awareness of yourself, mm-hmm. which then affects how you minister to people in the real world. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. then you'll think you you'll you'll have a misunderstanding of like what these metrics really mean, and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 you'll think that hey, ministerial success is, or you'll say that visibility is a greater metric of ministerial success rather mm-hmm. than real incarnational ministry. Mm-hmm. 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 And that's what's happened to a lot of these fellows who've, you know, who've have had uh, a lot of failures, you know. They've thought that, mm-hmm. like, if I, the more I am seen, the more I mm-hmm. am popular, the more views that I get, then that's, then that's, like, what, what ministerial success looks like. So I've had to mm-hmm. really reframe that. I've had mm-hmm. to really kind of think about, okay, what is, what is ministry? Like, I don't think that social media stuff is not real ministry, yeah, yeah. I don't think that, but I do think that if you're not careful, if you don't have an awareness, if you don't spend some quiet time with the Lord, you know, in prayer mm-hmm. and and spending time with God, uh, then you can really kind of go down that slippery slope. Uh, in terms of complementing uh, the the incarnational life modes, you know, I've really felt like these online, some of these online virtual connections that I've made because of the stuff that I've done, mm-hmm. I ha- have risen to have given rise to like meaningful offline relationships. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the work that you do when it, when it speaks to people, when it, when it, uh, when it uh, helps people think a little better about their lives, like when they, when they feel valued, then they reach out to you and then they meet up and we get through Zoom. And then now there's a really nice mm-hmm. connection that you have that like mm-hmm, after the mm-hmm. pandemic, we can get together and like, you know, create mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. stuff in the real world, I guess. So that's kind of, so, so those things have happened to me. And mm-hmm. and those mm-hmm. things have been really really valuable, and those things have been really meaningful. And so uh, the important thing is to kind of to 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 reframe what social media is. Social media is a tool, mm-hmm. and you have to use it as a tool. If you don't use social media as a tool, the tool will use you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you are mm-hmm. no longer the user. You are now the product. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so I and I would even go as far as to say this, Sean, and we can and tell me to shut up if you need me to, <laughs> is if, if people are not using social media to provide tangible value that, are, that mm-hmm. is obviously beneficial to whatever audience that they're serving, you should quit it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very strong on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually don't use social media to browse for information. Like I don't. Like I actually time block my social media use. I'm trying my best to do that mm-hmm. uh, because I use it as a tool, like a hammer. You know, mm-hmm. I'm ne- I don't use a hammer to screw a light bulb. Mm-hmm. You see, mm-hmm. I use mm-hmm. a hammer to hammer some things. So mm-hmm. you need to know exactly why you're using social media because mm-hmm. if, you, if you don't know your product, you're not. so you have to keep those things in mind. But if you can use it as a tool, uh, I think you can do some really, really important things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so those are the things. And when it comes to my day job, Sean. <laughs> yeah, my, 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 my pastor has been very kind and he's been very understanding. All of this stuff has, uh, I, I think my, my church family is uh, really happy about all of the things that's been happening. As a matter of fact, <laughs> last night on Saturday, Saturday night we had, uh, it was two, two nights ago, I had a little shy Zoom session with my church family uh-huh. where I was teaching them how to make tea, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was just a very meaningful experience, you know. The mm-hmm. families got together it was, and they, I, and I saw them doing it with their kids and stuff. And, oh, man, this was so, that was so nice, very positive. Mm-hmm. And so uh, so there's all these, so, so for the most part, there are people who are like, they're happy for, for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I've had to, when it comes to my work, I had to really time block my work at my church. And to mm-hmm. be very strict about like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be working from this time to this time at church. Mm-hmm. And from this time to this time, I, I'm going to be very dedicated to social media. So I have had to be a lot more intentional about when I'm going to be working on, on what. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. those are some things that I'm trying to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. I'm moving forward. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Sounds like you're working through those, those, uh, those issues and, and hurdles. Um, 
And as an Enneagram three, you have an advantage over an Enneagram four because <laughs> I would I can't be disciplined enough to be like, okay, this time I'm doing this, this time I'm doing that. Like, just forget it. I'm I'm one of those people who is uh, is moved by inspiration, <laughs> and if I feel inspired to do it right now, I'm gonna do it right now. But yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Well, Kevin, man, it has been an awesome conversation. So much more we could talk about. I really appreciate your insight. Anything, one more crack at maybe an appeal to my listeners, a little nugget of inspiration for them. Yeah, let me, so you, I'm just want to assume that most of your listeners are pastors, right? Or ministry leaders right now in the field? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I would say that if you are a follower of Jesus and if you are genuinely wanting to to impact the world in a meaningful way, look no further than your own story. Mm, mm, Start mm, there. mm, Start there. I love that. Yeah. One thing, one lesson that God has been telling me is you know that my story is not a liability it's an asset mm, mm. you know ever since i've come to the states 18 years old uh, i've always felt like an outsider oh, i've always mm. felt like an other because of the way mm. i look or the my accent or the things mm-hmm. that i say mm-hmm. and do and i've always felt like i need to fit in you know mm-hmm. i had to fit in as a way to survive and to cope but uh, over the last few years god has been really taking me on this journey to remind me hey man like you have a unique story um, a story that a lot of people don't have and that's not a bad thing mm-hmm. uh, but to the extent that you see yourself as a part of a larger story than yourself is the mm-hmm. extent to which you can now be freed to step out and celebrate other people's stories mm-hmm. oh man that's a good so, word I like so, that so yeah, man, that's what I want to tell everybody. Like, no matter who you are, no matter what you look like, no matter what you speak, no matter what difficulties you have, no matter what problems you've gone through, no matter what highs and lows you've gone through, every single thing that's happened to your life, if you've surrendered your life to Jesus, if you've if you've said, "Hey, Jesus, I want to walk according to your way," every literally every single thing is part of this beautiful story that God has given you, mm. and 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 what that means is that that your story is a superpower like it's mm. the, that's that that is the sacred space for mm. meaningful ministry i think in a secular age mm. i love that i love that so much man it resonates with me really something i'm passionate about as well so thank you for highlighting that so kevin people can find you what are your handles tiktok your 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 tiktok handle is what? yeah so you can find me in all the places uh with yeah. cross culture christian one word cross culture christian okay cross culture christian no spaces one word i'm on tiktok instagram and also on youtube as a matter of fact ministry leaders uh maybe let, let me let me just plug this to you yeah if you are a, a ministry leader who's also inter- who's also interested in creating content online i'm actually firing up my youtube specifically to talk to you mm. so mm. i'm going to be talking about some of these things that we talked about in the podcast but in 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 more deeper ways so things like my rule of life moving forward um how do mm-hmm. how do what how do we how do what, what does a christian content creator look like i have a video coming up on uh my personal knowledge management system tools that i use to create content so if you're mm-hmm. a ministry leader so pastor educator teacher but you're also interested in creating content online uh for whatever reason you want to just create content online like that's something that i'm specifically you on my mm-hmm. youtube is specifically uh what that is for um mm-hmm. so yeah cross-culture christian uh, in all places awesome awesome guys i hope you go check it out you'll be you'll be entertained you'll be inspired you'll be (laughs) brought closer to the heart of jesus if you go there so really endorse and encourage you to check it out so kevin thank you my brother for coming on with me we were trying to make this happen for a few months or so and uh thanks for being on and listeners i hope you were inspired and we will catch up with you again next time on mission lab Thank you for listening to Mission Lab. Our theme song is Portland Hike by Tiny Music. Additional editing by Chris Ogay. 
Follow us on Twitter at M Lab Podcast. Oh,